but we're all right. Uh, we're all good. We're all good. How was your weekend? It was great. I I actually took four days off last week, so it felt like extra long. Yeah, so good. Did you go? We went to Quebec City. Oh my gosh, it's so nice. So beautiful. The old part of the city is so beautiful. And we um, we were there during the blizzard. So that was pretty exciting. Winter came on immediately. But there's still tons to do. I mean, it's such a great place to hang out. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I actually went to Quebec City for my honeymoon. It's, it's so romantic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful there. There's so many things to do. Like you could spend days just wandering around the streets, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's get right into this. So, um, thank you so much, Heather, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come on here and share your expertise. Um, can we start with just uh, how you achieve your success? I love this question because it's different for everybody. So what does success mean to you? So success is interesting because I actually talk about it a lot on what people's definition of success is because they'll feel like they're failing because they're using the wrong definition. Do you know what I mean? So for me, success is uh, I find I see, is when I feel like I've achieved something bigger. So for me, success is when one of my clients has like a, oh my gosh, that was so smart or this has changed my life or this has, this is what I'm doing now. And this is how they're achieving what they want in their life. For, so for me, it's my success. It's helping someone else get their success. And I mean, often in, in the way our society works and the way we're trained traditionally, success usually is money and promotions. I mean, I don't know, like we were both in corporate, more money, more promotions. That's how we define success. But it doesn't always make you happy. So for me, the success has been like, what What really gets me excited is when someone else, I can help someone else get mm-hmm. something. And that's my success. Definitely. It's such a right. Especially once you leave the corporate world, it's all about making a difference and helping others. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't knock corporate and we, you know, it's, and for some people, that is where they feel successful. And so I try to help those people be more successful, be more successful in those roles, in what they want and what they're achieving. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everybody. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like my husband, he's uh, he's comfortable with the nine to five. And to be honest, in our relationship, it's great because he's <laughs> wrong, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You got to you got to negotiate those relationships, right? Yeah, yeah, we're so different from one another, but we complement each other so well. <laughs> so okay. true. Um, can you share a little bit about your biggest wins in your business or your career in the corporate world? In the corporate world or after I left because that's when I got my biggest wins. <laughs> right. You left. So it's interesting because when I talk about my biggest win, some when I started, it sometimes sounds like it's um, like it was a tragedy. Mm-hmm. So I had been had this great idea for um, a group program for small groups of 
women specifically to come together because we do so much more when we support each other, which is why like the Toronto Professional Women's Network, so brilliant. Like, I know you didn't plan for it to be what it became, but oh my gosh, who cares? It was so brilliant, like what it's grown into. And you know, when you get groups together, like so many ideas can come and so much support comes, especially if it's all women together. So I had this great idea that I wanted to do this group program and I'd been sitting on it and sitting on it. And you know, I call it procrastination by, uh, by perfection. You know, it's like, oh no, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And then a year ago I had a stroke oh. and right. So people think, oh my gosh, but, and you know, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I, I don't recommend you go out and take this approach, but because of COVID, um, I was, so I went to the hospital because of COVID and because of overcrowding, I was in the emergency room for four days because they couldn't find a bed for me. No one could visit me and it affected my vision. So I couldn't see my phone, which is our escape route, right? We always go to our social media. So I had to sit there by myself for four days. And at first I kept fighting what was going on. I was like, I want out of here. I'm fine. I'm fine. But then I realized I'm like, no, hold on. I'm okay. This is the perfect place for me to be right now because everyone's looking after me and it's quiet. And I just sat and thought and I just realized it's like, this is my wake up call to just get on with the things I really want to achieve. And I know that I have this great idea and this great offering. So it's like my success was actually my, unfortunately, my stroke. Well, not unfortunately, luckily it was the most extreme way the universe could kick me in the butt without any serious lasting damage. So when I came out, I developed my program. Like I just said, okay, it's time. And I launched it and I ran the first one in January. So I'd had my stroke in October. I ran the first one in January. Then I'm relaunching. And like with the feedback, I got relaunching again this January with like even more blown out with more stuff. And it's just like, it was like my kick in the pants to just get going. Wow. And how are you doing now, um, October, more than a year now? <laughs> right. Yeah. It was actually Halloween that it happened. So oh, it's October the 29th. So I spent four days in the emergency room in downtown Toronto during Halloween. There are some wild people out there, my friends. But I mean, I, because, and I talk about this a lot on my podcast, it's like taking care of yourself first. So because I was healthy, because I had done lots of stuff to be healthy in the first place, I think my recovery was probably faster than some people's. And I mean, it all depends on what part of your brain is affected. And I did have some things going on. And I still find if like, I can still get a bit of vertigo if I push myself too hard. So that's like my barometer. It's like, oh, if I start to feel a little off, it's like, Heather, you've done too much. Take your advice. You're supposed to rest now, you know? So um, it's, it sounds like a terrible thing, but in some ways it's done so much for me to allow me to have that awareness of practice, what you preach, take care of yourself and, and the understanding of what it takes to come back from a setback, whether it's physical or, you know, I talk about six areas of wellness all the time. So there's physical, there is, there's physical, emotional, there's professional setbacks we get, there's relationship setbacks. There is financial setbacks, COVID, hashtag COVID, and there's uh, spiritual, which is just like, what's your purpose? If you feel like you have no purpose, you feel like 
so heavy and drawn down. So it's like, I've recovered from all of these pieces at different times in my life. I'm like, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think this is so great that you're sharing this with everyone today, because I think right now, especially this time of year, it's always very difficult. I know myself as a mompreneur, everything goes on hold as soon as the whole family gets sick. And yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Really tough, but so eye-opening. It's like, okay, uh, I realize health is wealth, right? Especially as an entrepreneur, I think we uh, really have to put our health first because when we're working in corporate, it's easy just to take a sick day and you're okay, right? You can take the day. Right. But as an entrepreneur, everything comes to halt, right? And you said the combo, like moms put themselves always last because the family's first and then entrepreneurs always put their self last. So when you could put the combo together, it's like, okay, you're way at the bottom of the take care of list because you're taking care of your business baby and your real life relationships. And that's upside down. Because if you get so worn out, like I've talked to some people on my podcast about they got themselves so worn out that they burnt out and they couldn't help anyone. But if you give yourself that grace of taking care of yourself and having, like you said, health as well, even just mental space, mm -hmm. then you have so much more to give to your all various forms of babies. And it is true. When they get sick, they're so demanding. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. Yeah. The first with mom and dad are sick too. And it's like, we have them, but you can't because you're just like, you know, you're sick too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. sick is going to happen, but yeah. be like, just and for for entrepreneurs having a business that can survive a little bit without you you know that's helpful um mm -hmm. having kids having a support system like that's the community aspect like yeah if your kids are sick having the i mean they used to say it takes a village to raise a child right it's like not that you need a whole village but having some support systems in place and we depend on grandparents sometimes or relatives but sometimes it doesn't have to be that right having something that you can turn to when you need help. We often feel like we have to go it alone. Like I'm the superwoman. I have to, but um, you're okay. It's, you can ask for help. It doesn't make you weak in any way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Um, can we, I, I actually meant to ask you at the very beginning, can you share a little bit about your celebrity chat podcast? I, I, oh, yeah. You need to be your podcast, and um, I, I just would like for everyone to hear today to know a little bit more about that. When did you get started with it? And uh, yeah, just share. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the pod I had had a business coaching podcast way back in like 2019 that I ran for a long time, and then that morphed into more of a, a conversation podcast, mostly with coaches, and then. This week, actually, this week's episode will be one year of this form of the podcast. Like, woohoo! I did a lot when I got into the hospital, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's called Back to Me, Wellness Your Way. And once a week, I come on with just on a Wednesday with just a quick thought of like some some little thing just to think about for the week to kind of help you re-pattern some of your thinking. But every Friday, I have a celebrity on. And yes, you are one of my fabulous celebrities. Yay! 
And it's just an awesome human being who has some knowledge that I want to be able to share with the audience. So I recognize I don't know everything. Sometimes I like to think that I, no, I'm kidding. I would like to know everything, but I, there's no way I can know everything. But there's all these experts out in the world who have their little piece that they know and that they want to help people with. So I want to highlight those people and bring them on. And I've talked to, well, I've talked to you and I've talked to meditation teachers and yoga teachers and financial advisors, talked to a wedding planner once. I mean, I've talked to psychics. I've talked to, um, uh, she's an organization coach. Like she teaches you how to declutter, a decluttering coach. So it's uh, like, there's just so many authors who wrote books, I mean, nutritional experts. So they post that they they go out every Friday. Yes. 3 PM Eastern. And my intention with like, I, when I talk to people about the podcast, so my intention is just to give you as many resources as I can to help you be successful and whatever your success is. I mean, we started with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what about your your wellness journey as well? You, um, I know I've seen a few times you've been lied with the workouts as well. So do you, <laughs> how often do you do that? <laughs> so that is, I have a actually I used to have my own yoga studio. So after I left corporate, um, I went back to school to become a massage therapist, and I opened my own yoga studio. So we had a yoga studio for ten years. So I've been teaching yoga for almost nineteen years, if you can believe it. Like. I love. I know. And when uh, the tidal wave of condominiums flew over Toronto, um, they actually closed my studio so they could take it for a condo. So I went online and um, I'm in a collective of Tai Chi teachers. We all have the same teacher. So we all wanted to keep offering um, our classes and COVID. I mean, we were around before COVID, which was interesting. So we have an online studio and I teach um, a form of Tai Chi that uh, just fuses yoga and Tai Chi together. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. And I still teach a chair yoga class. But the one that you see, so that's inside the studio itself. But the one that you see is every Wednesday morning. I live stream it to Facebook and Instagram, both at the same time. Um, and it's just like a little 15-minute taste of the fusion of the yoga and the Tai Chi and I, I mean, I love teaching that class because I've done yoga for 23 years for my own practice. And I know the benefits of doing yoga, but some people are like, ah, it's not fully accessible. Mm-hmm. And then the Tai Chi benefits are similar but different. And when you put them together, they just fuse so nicely. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I come from, um, um, I did martial arts. I almost got to a black belt. Not a lot of people know that about me, but I... Uh, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, Tai Chi is one of those martial arts, right? It's considered a martial art, but it's more it's more meditative. Well, if you speed up a Tai Chi video, a video of someone doing Tai Chi, you can see the martial arts aspect of it. Like if you speed it up. But it's because it's moving super slow that you don't realize that it's actually quite defensive. Oh. I, I actually was a black stripe in Taekwondo like oh, wow. 20 years ago. Yeah. I didn't get black belt. I was right below black belt. Same as you. I was. Yeah. I was brown. Brown belt. <laughs> right. That's awesome. So crazy. Yeah. It teaches so much discipline, don't you find? Like, did you, how, how many times a week did you train? I was there all the time. And 
because of my business background, I was helping my master with his business. So I was felt like I was there like every day, you know, like <laughs> you're either training or you're working on the, the financial information for your, for your master. It's like, yes, master Lee. Yes, master Lee. <laughs> I love and it's a great sense of community too, I found. Oh my gosh, right. Yeah. All right. So um, I know today we wanted to talk a little bit about work-life balance. So could you speak <laughs> a bit on your uh, thoughts on work-life balance? So uh, and this came to me at one point. And so I get these flashes of, oh my gosh, yeah, there is no such thing as work-life balance. And I think we spend all these time on these like productivity hacks so that we can do more, so that we can have more free time. And the problem that we run into is there's no such thing. I mean, work, trying to separate work from your life, you're never going to achieve it because it's, it is a big part of your life. So it's trying to find a way to integrate it into like first do something that you actually enjoy doing and want to do. So that's like a success definition, but integrating it so it becomes part of your life and you don't feel like you need to be getting away from it all of the time. So when I talk about, when I talk about work-life balance, I talk about values versus priorities. Mm -hmm. So we say we value, like I was talking to a doctor recently who's, her number one value is her kids. She wants to be there when they go to bed. She wants to be there when they get up but she was prioritizing her work. Mm -hmm. So she was being, she was super stressed out. And like the stress of work-life balance comes because you're prioritizing the things that are not as important to you, but you feel like you have to do them. You feel obligated to do them. So you feel like it's taking something away from you. So trying to work through, I mean, we need, um, not always need, it's not the right word. We choose to work because we want to earn revenue and, you know, we need the, I heard someone refer to it once as the coin of the realm. We need that money exchange, mm -hmm. but we can choose how to do that so that we can integrate it into our lives so we're not trying to escape it to spend all of our time somewhere else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like the balance is all of those aspects of the wellness. We, I call it a wellness wheel. It's like all those six pieces and work is only one piece of it. If you can integrate it in so that it's just part of your flow, then there's no stress and there's no trying to figure out how to escape from it. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I totally completely agree with you. My, my boys, that's kind of what I want to teach them um, as they get older. Right. Because I think um, in schools, especially it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. And it's a one thing and you're going to that one thing and you get a job and you get a university and everything but I want them to make their decisions because they want to do those things and so I was having a conversation with my my he's he's turning six in June wow. so he was he was he's he wants to be so many things right now <laughs> he's seen that's good though downtown Toronto so he likes that he's like I definitely want to work in the office and he's like I also want to be a garbage truck driver and I like hockey. um something to do with hockey so you know what he says great because he's into the days of the week they teach him that in school right so he's like Monday will be hockey day Tuesday will be office day and Wednesday will be the other thing that he likes and I was like 
<laughs> that's genius. Like what all plan our lives this way. <laughs> right. And it's so interesting because we do. I remember like, how can you decide in high school what you're going to do for the rest of your life? I mean, you can't decide. That's how I ended up being an accountant because I was like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll do this because I'm pretty good at it. And it took me years to realize that you could change your mind. You can go do something else. And that permission, like finding, it's almost like usually we want the permission to come from outside. Give yourself permission to change your mind. And when I was a little kid, interesting, I wanted to be, I told everybody I was going to be a veterinarian and I was going to be an artist. And then I say, and I became an accountant. I mean, that doesn't even make sense to me. So now, I mean, I am actually an artist. I have an Etsy store now because I gave myself permission to, yes, I actually like art. So I, that's another business that I have. I'm, I I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a multi-printer, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I didn't become a veterinarian, but I did become a massage therapist and got into that whole like wellness space. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, I like when I recognized what I actually, what actually made me happy and kind of started moving towards it. That's when I changed things. So interesting. And would you say your work thing is, uh, like one side of the brain and there's a left and the right side. So are you like right in the middle? Are you both like, well, on both sides? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. I actually took a brain test once that said I was right in the middle of left and right brain and auditory visual. So it's like, and it was funny because it said, because you can equally stand in all of these places, you're in conflict with yourself all the time on how to do things because you'll come up with a great idea and then you'll see another great idea and you'll (laughs) like, actually it's true. (laughs) I always tell people I'm an ideas doula. Like I couldn't come up with ideas endlessly but i can't raise all these ideas so i can birth the ideas then i have to give them away because i can't raise all those (laughs) yes oh my gosh that's amazing um and would you consider yourself more introverted or extroverted because there's right Hmm. yeah it's interesting because do you remember did you ever have to do the myers-briggs and yeah you know so yeah uh, according to the myers-briggs personality profile i'm an e so I'm extrovert in that I gain my energy and talk from interacting with people. But at the same time, I'm pretty shy. Okay. And so in some ways, I'm I'm an introverted extrovert. <laughs> I'm the same way. Right? Like we get our energy, but then also like we need to recharge our batteries. So we turn into introverts so we can recharge and get that energy back to go back out again. Right? And recognizing that you need to take that time for yourself is super important, right? That you need like, and being okay saying I just need some recharge time and stepping away. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I clean my weekends and, you know, it's, it can be tough sometimes when I get messages on the weekend. I'm like, my brain's just checked out from social media, just family. I said that for myself. I actually turn off my notifications. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. I turn off my notifications from social media because when I see, even if I just see the light on my phone flashing, it's like, ah, I need to check that. So I just turn off the notifications and I will go look at them when I'm back. 
Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's such a good tip. I love that. Um, we did get a comment, so I'm just going to read it out loud. Yeah. There's a chef who left us a comment here. It says, make time for your health before you're forced to make time for your illness. Such an important message to take time and put yourself first. So true. That's brilliant. Yeah. Before you, before you have, before your illness. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I, uh, I spent quite a bit of money on some supplements for this uh, winter, but it's like after I just, you know, especially, you know, the vitamin D, I'm no expert when it comes to the what to take, but <laughs> you should see my stash. It's huge. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I have a friend. I have a naturopath and I have a friend who's studying to be a naturopath. And I also have all these experts that I talked to. I talked to. A nutritional health expert a few months ago is like, she's so smart. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, that's great. All right. So I will uh, just ask a couple of closing questions here. So can you uh, share your biggest lesson that you've learned that you want everyone to, to walk away with? Yeah. So the biggest thing you need to know is that Yes, you are enough. And yes, you have tons of value. And you owe it to yourself to fully express everything that you are here to express. So it's okay to be an introvert. It's okay to be an extrovert. It's okay to be whatever you want to be and be awesome at it. Really, just pick your, pick, pick your lane and be awesome. And don't judge where somebody else's lane is because that's their lane. Where you do you, you do you is always my message. Exactly. And another, like along those lines too, kind of reminds me of the more successful and the more you put yourself out there, there's going to be, there's going to be people that like don't necessarily vibe with you. Right. And, um, that's actually a good thing because then you can turn that around and be like, okay, well, I'm standing for what I really believe in and I'm going to continue with that, whether these people follow me or not. <laughs> right. And you don't need all the people that like you. That's what we, that's what we should teach in school. You don't need everybody to like you. The right people is what you need. Yeah, exactly. It's not about having a million followers, right? It's about having followers that truly vibe with you and believe in what it is that you're standing for yeah and value you yes right oh important yeah and nowadays now you can buy those followers but it's like you're yourself any good by doing that no not at all all right and last question how um do we stay in touch with you i know that your podcast, you're on like so many different platforms. So what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, so-, so if you want to, yeah, if you want to contact me, you can just go to my website, prosperityflowcoaching.com. Oh. Um, but I am on Instagram as Heather Stewart Coaching. I'm on Facebook as Prosperity Flow Coaching. And the podcast is on Apple and Google and Anchor, Spotify and like YouTube. I'm even on YouTube, so back to me if you put it back to me well this year away you'll find it awesome well thank you so much again heather it was such a pleasure having you on here today it's and thanks again for your time as well for coming 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It was awesome. And I always love chatting with you like because I love the I love the networking meetings where we get to chat. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll see you again soon. All right. Take care. Sure. Bye, Heather. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join the ranks of inspiring women making waves on this series or learn more about becoming a VIP member with us, head over to torontoprofessionalwomen.com and get ready to take your career journey up a notch. Hey. Hey. Hey.